Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Nota Francesco, and I'm joined as always by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max from the city of Omaha in the heartland of Nebraska football. Uh, grandpa, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing. I'm, I'm, Will and I were talking just a, a few seconds ago that I woke up this morning and my voice wasn't uh, wasn't with me, so. <laughs> I sound a little weird yeah. today. I do sound a little weird today. It's not your <laughs> you, you, you sound more like you sound more like me with the voice cracks. So I just bear with me. I'll, I'll try to get through this, and Will might have to carry the load here. So yeah, yeah, I will. I will definitely be doing most of the talking. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to start talking about the uh, women's basketball, the Nebraska women's basketball team. Uh, well, I guess I should preface. Uh, by saying thank you guys for downloading again. Uh, we loved having Johnny Rogers on last week. Th- big thanks to him for coming on again. And uh, we don't have a guest on this week. We're trying to get Tommy Armstrong. He's uh, not really responding right now, but he's he's coaching. Uh, he's busy coaching uh, high school. I forget what high school he coaches. Do you say? Lincoln North Star. Okay, Lincoln North Star. Um, and so he's busy doing that. But we'll, we'll, we'll try our best to get on there. Um, but, yeah, thanks for uh, – downloading the show guys uh we we love we love doing this every week so yeah uh as i said we will get started with the women's basketball tournament or not tournament but the nebraska women uh played the in the first round of the women's march madness tournament on friday and they played they were uh seated as an eight seed which i thought was a little bit low considering where i saw them projected last week as a six seed but I get it. I mean, they lost in the semifinals to a really good Iowa team. That's a two seed. So I don't, I don't know selection wise, why they're an eight seed versus a six, but they played a good Gonzaga team and uh, lost by 13 to them, which was uh, kind of disappointing. Uh, we watched some of it. Cause I was, we went to uh, that is me and me and my family went to, or my family and I, uh, I should say, uh, went to uh, grandpa's house this week. Uh, first since it's spring break uh so me and grandpa got to watch the or grandpa and i got to watch uh, two in a row uh grandpa, <laughs> grandpa and i got to, grandpa and i got to watch that game sounds together. like your grandpa's an english major there <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, grandpa and i got to watch that game uh we watched most of it i think and uh, i believe we just ended up turning it off because it was uh we, we watched it until the end but it wasn't a great watch uh, well, yeah, speaking of that i mean um the you know Nebraska has a pretty young team and yeah. they're going against I think a, an older team and they had Gonzaga had a, a six foot five inch center yeah and yeah. Uh, Alexis Markowski is six three and she's a freshman and uh, you know it, it's I'm not surprised I thought they might play them a little closer but yeah. considering uh, Gonzaga has a lot of talent. Yeah, it was probably the worst nine seed, or sorry, the worst um, nine seed that Nebraska could have faced matchup wise um, in the in the tournament that they that they got drawn with Gonzaga. So uh, unlucky for them. But I mean, as you said, young team, they'll be back next year, hopefully uh, doing better in the Big Ten and getting a higher seed. I don't know what else they're supposed to do. Uh, besides win the Big Ten, which is going to be difficult with Iowa uh, and some of the other teams in the Big Ten, like Maryland, who's uh, been perennially good. Uh, not so much this year, I don't think, but I haven't I haven't really followed the women's tournament that much outside of Nebraska. Um, but yeah, so disappointing for Nebraska, obviously, to lose in the first round. But 
they, I thought they played pretty well. Uh, Josh Shelley had a decent game. Uh, so did Markowski guarding. Uh, I forget what the girl's name was for Gonzaga, but as you said, six foot five and uh, Markowski six, three. So um, as soon as you take her off the floor, you lose the height. And I mean, in, in women's sports, when you have a center, when you have someone that's six, five, especially in basketball, if you just feed her the ball a bunch, you're going to have a higher percentage of winning because like girls biologically don't grow that tall. So, I mean, you have some obviously, cause like Brittany Griner was, I forgot she's six, six, five, six, six. So she could dunk uh, or she can dunk. She's playing in the WNBA right now. But I remember when she played for Baylor that she was uh, a big, big deal. Cause she could dunk and not a lot of women can dunk. Cause they're just not that tall, but uh, yeah, the, I mean, it, disappointment for Nebraska, obviously, but I think there's a lot of upside. Anything you want to say to that grandpa? No, I think, um, I think it's just, I, I, you know, the, 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 the women's tournament for whatever, if you don't have a dog in the fight, I don't think it very many people watch that as opposed to yeah. the, the men's tournament. And you and I were watching uh, the opening night, um, you know, Thursday night and, we looked at each other after watching several close games. We said, this is awesome. And it really is. Yeah. There's nothing like March madness. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. Um, and moving on the Nebraska men's team obviously did not make March madness uh, <laughs> this year because they're 10 and 21 and uh, threw up on the floor uh, in Indianapolis against Northwestern in the second half, which was a lot of fun to watch as a Nebraska fan, but um, Fred Hoiberg sacked two of his, I believe he has four assistant. Let's see. He has, I only has two. No, sorry. Yeah. He has two or three assistant coaches um, at, um, I mean, in, it's not the same in basketball. You don't have as many assistant coaches as you do in football because there's only five guys on the floor and you don't need a single, a coach for every single guy. And there's, I mean, there's, there's different positions in basketball, but you, a, a coach can coach, all the positions um, or a good coach should be able to coach all the positions. But anyway, he sacked two of his um, two of his assistant coaches this week. I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday. We heard about it, or yeah. at least that's what, that's when grandpa and I heard about it, but I'll, I'll throw this one over to you, grandpa, just to talk about it a little bit. Cause I didn't, I didn't read too much into this. Well, you know, you, you figure that the conversation that, uh, that Fred Hoiberg had after the season or close to the season uh, it was over um, was similar to what frost had from Fred Ho- from uh, Trev Alberts is yeah. that you got to make changes. And so uh, frost uh, got rid of, he ended up replacing five coaches because one Tony Tuioto Toyote left for Oregon, but uh, he had, he dismissed four of his offensive, four of his five offensive uh, coaches and it's the same kind of deal as if Fred would have said to uh, Trev, well, we're going to do everything the same <laughs> next year. Yeah. <laughs> I think Trev would have said, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Let the door hit you on the rear end on the way out. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and Trev has came out publicly as he said, I never told him to, to get rid of any coaches or, you know, what he had to do. Well, exactly he's not going to tell him that but it, yeah yeah <laughs> as i said if you show up at the same plan the same people uh 
you know, this next uh, season, uh, you're going to be gone. So it'll be interesting. He hasn't, to my knowledge, uh, Hoiberg hasn't named replacements for Doc Sadler. And, and it, Doc was a defensive specialist. He really didn't do much game day co- coaching, you know, uh, he did yeah. practicing. And then he had his longtime buddy, and I don't know if I can pronounce his name all that well, but Matt Abdelmasi. I might yeah, be I th- messing that up. He was a recruiting specialist. Yeah. So, and supposedly Nebraska, this, this recruiting class had the top recruiting class in Husker history. Now, maybe, maybe people will say, well, that's not, that's like being the world's tallest midget, you know I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but um, um, so I don't know what, it, it, I don't know who he's going to get and it'll be interesting to see what those, his new assistant coaches bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's not going to drastically change the way Nebraska plays. I think that that's something that Hoiberg needs to fix and it's a coaching uh, issue with him. I'm not saying that Nebraska should fire him. Uh, I think that they should give him a few more years. Uh, They did cut his buyout in half like Frost did. So he's kind of getting the same treatment. And I think that that's deserved. He's not been doing well for how much they're paying him um, and what what's expected of him. So uh, Nebraska should be better next year. I think, I think this team finally figured it out um, towards the end of the season and then lost it in the big 10 champion or big 10 tournament, which was uh, frustrating, but I think that the Nebraska team will be back and uh, hopefully make a better run next year. Maybe get in that large bid in the tournament. We'll see. I think that's a little bit too high, maybe, maybe in two years, but um, yeah. Yeah. What, what Freddie is uh, uh, had been suffering from is that he, he's not had the same team three years in a row. It's he just yeah. had his third year and you got a different lineup every year. And it's like, these kids don't know how to play with each other. They don't know, you know, you, you develop a, a sixth sense when you you're playing with guys, teammates of yours, you know, for a, a lengthy period of time. And they yeah. just, they haven't had that luxury. And he, Freddie has to figure out a way to keep the players on the roster, keep them in school, keep them at Nebraska. Teddy yep. Allen, you and I saw uh, play for uh, New Mexico state and, and uh and played very well uh we've seen players just they just leave and yeah and it's it's scary you, you say well why are they leaving and i i you know that's i think that's what coach hoiberg has to figure out how do you yeah how do you keep these kids if they're talented and then once you have them there how do you coach them yeah and fred is fred is not new to coaching basketball i mean he did it in the nba and he was a great success at Iowa state. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Will, that, that I think he'll figure it out. I think, I think maybe his offense is a little, little bit like Scott Frost's offense. It, it worked um, at one level. Um, Iowa state, you know, could run his offense. The big 12 is a different kind big 10, I should say is a bit, a bigger change. And maybe he has to just adapt or, or modify his coaching uh, philosophy yeah. and the players who, who he expects to carry out his plan. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much else we need to say about this, but yeah. it's, it's another thing. Look forward to next year. 
Um, and we'll have to see what happens kind of like Nebraska football with the new hires. Like we were saying, you can't judge a hire until they actually start coaching. So, yeah. Um, and also Nebraska sports, uh, struggling coaches, teams, uh, Nebraska men's baseball. We talked about them last week, I believe, and they're not doing, they weren't doing super well. They were, I want to say seven, no, six and six and nine or something like that. Um, and they played a few games. And uh, they've they they've won their last three. They won the last three out of four. They have a three game series. They're they're in the last game of a three game series with Texas A and M Corpus Christi right now. Uh, oh. They're losing three three zero in the bottom of the first. So not terrible, but not great. They lost last night to or yesterday, I think afternoon to um, Texas A and M Corpus Christi four one. Uh, the, which isn't great, but the first game of the series, Nebraska took on a walk-off single 13 to 12. And then they also needed a two walk-offs against Omaha or, or sorry, UNO uh, to win six, five. And then I believe four, three in those two games midweek. So their record is now eight and 10. So it's getting better, but still not a winning record. It, Texas A&M Corpus Christi is okay. I don't think that they're that great of a team. Uh, baseball wise, I, I mean, there's not a lot of spots to watch college baseball and March Madness is going on right now and I have limited TV watching time. So I'm most likely going to watch the March Madness. Um, I don't think that I, I haven't watched any Nebraska college baseball yet, but uh, I don't think been, I've been following on television. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have been uh, I've listened to some of their game on the radio, the Nebraska Athletics app streams, the like audio yeah. for the game. So I'll listen to that a little bit sometimes. But um, I haven't the, the problem that Nebraska baseball is having is that they can't get hits. They're getting ba- they're getting on base on walks and then getting one hit to bring three guys in. They're relying too much on the other team making mistakes versus them doing what they need to do. and they capitalize on other teams' mistakes, but you're going to run into teams like uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi in these past two or two or three days that don't make a lot of mistakes. So, I mean, you have to capitalize off mistakes when you do get them, but you can't rely on um, the mistakes. It's it, it, Lou Holtz is, or sorry, uh, Will Bolts, not Lou Holtz. Uh, Will, <laughs> Will, <laughs> yeah, uh, not that famous yet. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Will Will Bolts is turning this team around. I think uh, it's. I mean, he was he was driving the car in reverse for a little bit, and then he's started. He's put it in neutral. I think is what we can say. It's not going forward, but it's not going backward. So there's there's no longer a slide of Nebraska baseball, but it's not really going anywhere. So yeah, anything you want to say about Nebraska, Nebraska baseball, well, Grandpa? Last year they they were restricted just to playing just conference games only, and yeah. the year before that they really they their season stopped before it even began. So yeah. um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Baseball is in a cold climate like Nebraska's is is not easy. And maybe they start catching on fire a little bit later. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah they, they need to, they need to score more runs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you win games by scoring runs and you win games by getting hits and they've not been doing that. Right. So it, they, I think they, it, they're not in conference play yet. They uh, yeah. So that they lost, 
Yes. Yeah. They lost yesterday. They're losing right now. They play South Dakota state this coming Wednesday, and then they have a three game series starting this coming Friday against Michigan and they play Creighton and then Ohio state. And then it gets into conference play uh, from there outside of a few uh, odd ones against Creighton and BYU with a double header thrown in there as well as North Dakota state. But um, it's, it's getting, I mean, they're figuring it out a little bit, I think, but again, they need to, they need to get more hits and they have a few games where they can figure that out. I, I think the Michigan, you can kind of throw away that first Michigan series. Not, I mean, not really, you got to win at least one of those, I think, but you if you are figuring stuff out against South Dakota state, figure it out against Texas and Corpus Christi today and get, I mean, and get it turned around by the time that you play um, some of these better big 10 teams in uh, baseball. So, yeah, um, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about baseball, yeah. Grandpa, if you, but yeah. um, anything else you want to add? Or no, good? I think we could, uh, we had some news about the NFL, the former Huskers. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Grandpa's talking about Randy Gregory. Uh, going to the Denver Broncos from the Dallas Cowboys. The Broncos are kind of going all in, getting Russell Wilson, getting Randy Gregory uh, from the Cowboys. Who he, Randy Gregory was in contract negotiations with the Cowboys, and then he kind of just dipped and went to the Broncos because they were going to pay him more. But uh, the one thing that the downside – I live – I mean, I live in Colorado, so I am a, I, I, I am a Broncos fan sort of. I don't watch too much of the NFL. I'll watch more Nebraska football and college football because I think that – is much more exciting, but the Randy Gregory, I'll definitely be watching the Broncos more intently and watching Randy Gregory more intently for the Broncos, because I thought that was one of the weaknesses they had was their defensive line. Wasn't that great. You had Bradley Chubb and that was really it. Von Miller left mid season. He wasn't playing super great for the Broncos. Uh, now Von Miller's with the bills. Um, so the, the Randy Gregory, pickup is something that's good for the Broncos. I think the one downside is Randy Gregory is prone to like drug use and stuff like that. So is, I am hoping that they am able to control that. I'm hoping that he's able to uh, figure that out because I know that was a problem on the Cowboys. Um, and he, he got into some stuff that, I mean, it, it, when you, when you do drugs and stuff like that, not a lot of good's going to happen. So uh, no, I, I no. yeah. So I think the Broncos also know that they're taking in that baggage that he brings as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that my guess is that he's going to stay out of uh, the drug stuff. Uh, I think he's past that, but uh, who knows? He has, he has 28, a $28 million guarantee, $28 million. And I would imagine, I don't know this for a fact, but if there's a clause in his contract that says, if you mess up, and can't pass a drug test all bets are off and if that's the case there's a tremendous uh tremendous incentive to uh to stay clean and yeah. no one can doubt randy's abilities when he's oh no he was amazing in nebraska yeah. i love watching him play yeah um yeah. then we had amir abdullah uh he just he's he spent last year in the nfl with uh, split time with carolina and then minnesota yeah and now he's going to go to the raiders what do you think of that trade or not trade, but that yeah, the the pickup. Position. Yeah, I think so. He'll be sitting. He'll be sitting behind Josh Jacobs, who's a good running back. Josh Jacobs did get injured last year, I believe. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly from my fantasy league, but uh, I think he did get injured. So 
there is a possibility for that. I think that Josh Jacobs really does a lot for uh, – he's a lot like Amir Abdullah, actually, at least from what I've seen. I haven't seen Amir Abdullah play in the NFL in a little bit. Um, ever. I mean, he played with the Lions for a little bit, but it's the Lions, so what are you going to do? Um, but, yeah, so he – Josh Jacobs is a good receiving running back as well as uh, he he's, he's fast and he's smart as well. He's a lot like Amir Bula, as I said, uh, Amir can catch the ball and he's pretty smart and uh, quick. I think uh, he'll, he'll definitely get some playing time. I think uh, again, I'm not sitting in on the Raiders um, board meetings right. or sorry, coaching, coaching meetings, but like, I think he'll get some time. They wouldn't go and get him if they don't want him to do something specific. So I, I think it's good for Amir Abdullah to find a team that, I mean, again, he can always get traded mid season, but I, th- I think that it's good for him to find a team like the Raiders that are wanting players. Uh, they just, they signed Amari Cooper midweek from the Cowboys. So they obviously want to do something. And if Amir Abdullah is part of that plan, I'm sure he's happy to, to get some time. So, yeah. Um, we had, we had Jordan Westerkamp on as our, actually our first uh, guest was that, that's been about a month ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was four, four episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about the hail Mary catch. Well, that hail Mary play would have never happened without Amir Abdullah. It, it was, yeah. it was a fourth, not a third down, but a fourth down. And I believe it was 15 and he yeah. took a swing pass and willed himself to pick up 16 yards and that kept the drive alive. And you don't do that. He was, he had somebody on him, uh, could have thrown him for maybe no gain. Um, he's, I would say that the heart that Amir Abdullah has, I don't know if anybody's, uh, yeah, I would pass him in that his identity. Yeah. Great player. He's, he's more of a third down kind of, uh, player. He'll come in yep. and, uh, you know, and as you said, catch a pass to pick up a first down. He doesn't have overwhelm, overwhelming stats at all, uh, but it's just so they they have to feel that he has some value, and and uh, and maybe that is using both of those guys in in the right situations. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that yeah, I he has <laughs> definitely he definitely like at Nebraska he had the effort, like the effort was always there. It, it's Absolutely. there for all these players. I'm not saying that none of these players try, but some of them want it way more than a lot of players. And I think sitting bench bouncing around to teams that just make, uh, just put a bigger and bigger chip on Amir Abdullah's shoulder. And when I get, when he gets in the game, uh, if, if he does, I think that he'll make, he'll make an impact for the, for the Raiders this season. Um, I hope, I hope had, that, uh, you'll go ahead. I, I hope that he I hope that he does get in the game. Uh, as a Broncos fan, I'll definitely be watching some Raiders games, at least when the Broncos play the Raiders. So, yeah. But go ahead, Grampy. You're going to say something. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, uh, Malik Collins, who was a former Husker, he he just signed a two year contract. Uh, he's going to Houston. It's 17 million bucks. Wow. And uh, not too shabby. And then no Luke, Luke Gifford, he he's signed with the Cowboys, just a one-year contract and he gets yeah. 965,000, which I think is a minimum. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. For a and rookie. You yeah. got a $150,000 signing bonus and that's not nice. too bad. No, uh, no. It's, it's nice to see these kids, uh, you know, and, uh, Luke was, was a free agent and, um, yeah, 
you know, it's, it's, it's lot, it's, it's good to see these kids who don't give up. They persevere and they stick with it. They find a place on a team. They have great attitude, great desire, passion. And it's nice yep. to see those kids uh, get rewarded. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be tracking the USFL when it starts here in a few, I think in a month or so I can look that up, but um, the USFL is starting here soon. And we got three Nebraska players mm-hmm. and their freedom Akamola and Don. Um, I forget the other two. Uh, one Josh of them, Banderas. Oh, Josh Banderas. Right. Yes. Um, and I forget the third one. Um, I did, I did look up at one point, but we'll, we'll be talking about them a little bit. And I mean, it's football, so we'll talk about that. So uh, yeah, that's, that's coming up here in a little bit. Um, anything pretty, else you want to say? Go ahead. You know, go ahead. That's, that's pretty good that we get another dose of, it's not college football and it's not NFL, but uh, I watched the, uh, the uh, USFL games a couple of years ago and they, the, the timing was just terrible here. You got COVID yeah. coming up and it just, <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. You couldn't have asked for a worse timing. So hopefully yep. that'll, uh, that'll be something we can uh, uh, watch. And they're, they're playing uh, the way I understand this is that they're playing all the, the games at us at the same site. Yeah. I think that is correct. I want to say Alabama. Yeah. Birmingham. I think let's, let's see. I'll look, I have their website pulled up right now. Um, So I think they, yes, they're all in Birmingham, Alabama, which I think is smart because you get like a um, you get a, you build up a fan base there and then you can take that other places and you have a, the Birmingham stallions are in Birmingham. So they'll always have a home game basically, right. but there's no, there's no fans yet. I mean, there are, um, but there haven't been any games played. So you, you get that. There's not really a home advantage until maybe later in the season, but yeah. So 40 games over 10 weeks and it starts uh, 20, 27 days from now. So April, April 16th is the first game. Cool. So we, we can talk about that. And I guess I got to be about four episodes or so. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun, but yeah. Anything um, else you want to say? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, but I want to, before we get into the NCAA tournament, maybe that's what we talk about. Next, I just before we do yeah. that, I want to talk a little bit. I, I, uh, a friend of mine's granddaughter, uh, plays for the Elkhorn North, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. girls basketball team. And so I promised him a year ago, I said, Well, I'm going to come next because they had uh, restricted attendance and masks yeah. and all this kind of stuff. I, so I said, Next year, meaning this year, I'm going to go yeah. to one of her games. And, uh, and I went, it was, uh, it was a sub district game. The last home game that Elkhorn North played, this is class B basketball in, in the Omaha area. And mm-hmm. that team is led by sophomore Brit Prince, who is a, their point guard. And she is an amazing player. And I got to see her play in person. And then I've, I've watched her career in the in their first year of existence, this is a brand new high school out there at about 180th and uh, Maple West Maple Road in uh, in Omaha. They uh, they won the Class B because that's their their school is yeah Class B and they won that and I don't know how many I, I haven't done research on that but I don't know how many first year high school programs have won a championship in anything um 
and, and I'm sure it's has happened before, but it's, it's gotta be pretty rare. And, uh, so Britt is, she has 21 recruiting or excuse me, scholarship offers. Nebraska has offered her a full ride as, uh, as, uh, has Creighton university, UConn, I believe has offered her as well. Uh, yep. Amazing player. And she's just a sophomore. She has two more years of high school to hone her game. Her mother, Ann is her, as the head coach. And, uh, so it was, it's, it's nice to see. And I was rooting for them in the, in the state championship. They played, um, they played Scott, uh, Catholic yeah. high school girl. They're also obviously class class B. B and the only teams to beat those two teams were those two teams. And ironically <laughs> Elkhorn North, uh, beat, Scut at Scut and Scut beat Elkhorn North at Elkhorn North. You would figure it'd just be just the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. But their their nemesis is going to those two teams are going to be locking horns here for I think the next two years. They're the best teams I believe in Class B. So it was really interesting to see that. But yeah, that's and, all and, I had. To, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as a future Nebraska player, uh, we'll we'll be following Brett Prince. I mean, I, I, I would, I would assume um, that she's going to Nebraska, but again, only a sophomore, you can't be recruited until this, the summer of your junior year uh, by, by colleges. Uh, you can or be they can't, recruited, they, but you can't they, sign. You can't, well, maybe, maybe that's a Nebraska thing. Cause I've gotten some letters soccer wise, just for ID camps. And they're saying that they can't send me anything recruiting wise until like june june 15th or something of my junior really? year so this summer oh, okay so okay. i guess she can get offers i don't i mean i guess she's had offers so i don't it's probably different it's i guess it wouldn't be different in nebraska it's all ncaa but maybe uh different sports do it differently so i don't know uh maybe it was just a like verbal offer versus um written i have i don't know i but um yeah, the it will definitely be uh, watching Elkhorn uh, North, as he said, um, in this coming uh, season. But yeah, let's let's wrap it up here with some NCAA tournament talk. You know, we've been talking here a little bit. We're almost um, we're almost at the thirty minute mark. But yeah, so there have been some upsets we've had. Uh, well, I guess there's been one big upset really that uh, busted my bracket in day one, <laughs> which was really frustrating. Uh, St. Peter's beat Kentucky 15 over a two seed. And then last night, St. Peter's made it to the sweet 16 yeah. beating, Mur- beating Murray state 70 yep. to 60. Yeah. Um, that, that scores a little bit deceiving. They didn't really win by 10. It was just free throws at the end of the game. I mean, they obviously technically won by 10, but that game was a lot closer than the score. And then, uh, Iowa State uh, upset LSU in in the uh, in the Midwest region. Uh, they're playing Wisconsin today at six ten Mountain Time. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, six ten Eastern Time, four ten Mountain Time, five ten Central Time. Where you are, Grandpa? And then yesterday, Baylor lost to North Carolina in a, a really crazy game in overtime by seven. Uh, I was what so we were driving back yesterday from uh, grandpa's house. It's an eight hour drive. So I downloaded the March madness live app, uh, which allows you to like watch games and stuff as long as they're cellular. And so this game was on before we got to Western Nebraska, where there is no cellular service. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I got to watch this game or at least most of it. Sometimes it would cut out, but um, the Baylor was losing by 25 with 10 minutes to go. North Carolina is uh, one of their best players. Uh, Manic. 
uh, gets a flagrant two foul for an elbow to the face of Jeremy Sohan Baylor's, I believe point guard, I think, but I could be wrong. Uh, I, th- I think Akinjo's their point guard, but I don't remember specifically. Um, and he, he's uh, a flagrant two means you're ejected. So he's gone and Baylor starts making a comeback. They force overtime and North Carolina kind of just wanted it a little bit more than Baylor. And I, that 25 point lead, the, the, the run back kind of gassed Baylor because they had to play at a very high pace to come back 25 points. Uh, on, they had to play uh, fast at both ends, getting steals and stuff. But uh, so the defending national champions are out, and uh, we have one game's going on right now as we're recording. It's eleven forty-two where I am, twelve forty-two where Grandpa is. Uh, Houston is beating Illinois thirty-six to thirty-three. This is a five seed and a four seed matchup. Illinois is the four seed. Houston is the five. That game's on CBS uh, fourteen forty-three left in the second half. Uh, and then Gonzaga won last night in a pretty uh, exciting game against Memphis. Yeah. They won by four. Uh, Memphis was leading by 12 at one point. Gonzaga came all the way back. Drew Timmy is awesome to watch yeah. uh, for, for Gonzaga. Him and Chet Holmgren are, um, I mean, a lot of people have Gonzaga picked to go to the national championship game. I can see them doing that. They're playing Arkansas in the next round. Um, Arkansas beat New Mexico State 53-48 last night as well. That game was close four points or sorry, five points uh, again, but uh, New Mexico state, Teddy Allen, Nebraska transfer or former, former Nebraska player transferred to New Mexico state. And I looked at that. There were maybe four minutes left in that game. And it was 30, it was like 33 to 28 or something. And I was like, hold on. Is this like, is there a football game going on? I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's weird to have Arkansas playing New Mexico state, but Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like you get the, uh, the Creighton big East tournament or the big East final against Villanova that scores 19 to 17 at halftime. Right, so, right. um, and speaking, speaking of Creighton, they lost to Kansas yesterday, 72 to 79. Uh, unfortunately they, they took Kansas all the way to the end. Uh, Creighton only had seven players that they could play. Um, really. So they had to do quick rotations Hulk Brenner got injured against San Diego state in a really good overtime win for Creighton in the first round. And uh, he tore his P- or he injured his PCL is what I heard. I think that's like your post. Yeah, he's got two or three months. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's, that's good that it's not when he went down, it was like an off ball injury. Um, and me and Gram- grandpa and I were watching this, uh, the Creighton game. Uh, Cause Creighton is in Omaha. So, since Nebraska sucks at basketball, we adopt them for the tournament every year. Um, yeah. Um, and so it was, it was rough to see him go down. I think that he would have made a big difference against Kansas height wise and rebounding, but uh, I don't, I don't think this is a vintage. Do, do you think this is a vintage Kansas Jayhawk uh, basketball team? I don't know. I can see, I can see Kansas losing to Providence in the next round. Yeah. Uh, Providence is a really good shooting team. They have Nate Watson inside who's good at getting uh, offensive boards and defensive boards for that matter. And I, if they get past Providence, they're going to have a hard time with Auburn or Wisconsin, whoever comes out of uh, the two games from today. And then that sweet 16 matchup. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's a vintage Kansas team. A few people have them making the final from what I've seen, like expert wise, we have no more perfect brackets left. Uh, That was done after Chattanooga or sorry, 
uh, after Michigan beat Tennessee yesterday, um, 76-68. That was a pretty exciting game, but uh, we don't need to go through all these games. Uh, <clears throat> we do We do tonight have Tom Izzo and uh, Coach K playing each other, which will be an interesting game. Who do you uh, like Michigan, in that Michigan, game? Michigan State and Duke. I think – uh, Michigan State struggled with Davidson. Duke had a pretty easy time with Cal State Fullerton. I, Duke hasn't really been tested. I I'm, I want to go with Duke just because of the higher seed and they're going to want it a little bit more than Michigan State since it is Coach K's final season. But I could see Michigan State winning this game um, as well. I, it'll be it'll be a really interesting game. I think if Michigan State's hitting shots, I think they win. Um, but if they're, if they're missing some stuff that they need to go, uh, I think, I think Duke's going to, uh, Duke's going to carry that and then probably lose to Texas tech, um, in the sweet 16 after Texas tech beats Notre Dame, but we'll see Notre Dame's been on fire recently. Uh, anyway, anything you want to say about the tournament so far, grandpa? Well, um, I just have a list of the games today. You talked about Illinois and Houston. That's in, in route, kind of a close game. Who do you like Ohio state uh, versus Villanova? I like, uh, I honestly like Ohio state more than Villanova. Maybe that's just because of the uh, big East title game, but remember Nebraska beat Ohio state at Ohio. Yeah. State. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> in the final game of the big 10 season. Yeah. I do remember that, but yeah. Um, Ohio state looked pretty good against Loyola Chicago in the first round Villanova beat Delaware by 20. Uh, there's not too much takeaway from those two games that I saw. Uh, EJ Liddell is Ohio state's best player. He's the key for them. Uh, I think Villanova probably wins this game because of their, uh, because of Gillespie and uh, their, yeah. their guards, which are just, they're just insane. That game comes on in uh, a little under two hours here. So uh, yeah. And then how about Iowa state? I, you know, I saw Iowa state play Creighton early in the season and, and they, the Cyclones look just, they made Creighton look, and of course, Creighton is a lot better team now than they were at the start of the season. But yeah, uh, Iowa State looked really, really good. And they're going up against a, a pretty good Wisconsin team. I don't know a great Wisconsin team, but good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Who, do you, who well, do you like in that? Yeah, I think Iowa State wins that game because Wisconsin is good if Johnny Davis is good. Wisconsin struggled with Colgate in the first round, only won by seven. I don't think Wisconsin deserved the three seed. Iowa state looks like they're on a mission uh, just against LSU. They nailed some three, some clutch three pointers uh, late in that game to seal that it'll be a, it'll be a close game. I think I just think Iowa state has, they have more players that they can get the ball to Um, Wisconsin. It's really Chucky Hepburn from he's from Omaha, I believe. Yep. And then, uh, Johnny Davis is really the key to Wisconsin. And if he's not playing well, Wisconsin doesn't do well. Um, luckily I, he didn't have a great first game for Wisconsin against Colgate. Luckily they squeaked that out by seven, as I said. Um, but I think Iowa state takes this one and, uh, meets Auburn after Auburn beats Miami, uh, later today in the uh, Sweet 16. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was done. I was done. Texas and Purdue uh, is how you're going to say. Yeah, Texas. You know, Purdue has a, a center who's seven foot four. Yeah, and yeah. When I saw them play earlier in the season, I said that's the best basket. I hadn't seen hadn't seen every uh, you know Division one basketball team, but I, that that was as good as I've seen in a long time. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're I mean, they're 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 a good team. Jaden Ivy is the top three pick in the NBA draft, and then as you said, I forget the kid's name um, for uh, oh Zach Zach Eady for Purdue is the seven foot yeah um, tall kid. So Texas is going to have to hang in on the glass. They don't have someone that's seven foot. I don't think um, they're going to have to hang in on the glass. I think Purdue wins this game though, um, and goes on to play St. Peter's in the sweet 16, which is weird wow. to say. Yeah. Um, same. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was, it was fun watching St. Peter's last night. Cause they're, they're gym uh, at back at the school at St. Peter's, which is, I mean, it looks like a high school gym because St. Peter's is a tiny school and um, what they, they had a live video cam going on there. And as soon as St. Peter's won, they flipped to that and the kids are just going crazy. So it's really, really great for St. Peter's. You love to see it every single year. There's at least one Cinderella team that wins some game. They're not supposed to. Um, and and St. Peter's has won two. They're not supposed to. Right. And lastly, uh, TCU and Arizona. I, I mean, I think Arizona, this is probably the easiest pick. I think TCU didn't look great against Seton Hall. Seton Hall was not playing well, though. The TCU won by 27, but Seton Hall was shooting horribly. And Seton Hall's a much better team than they were against TCU. It's unfortunate in these one-and-done tournaments that if you don't have, if you have an off night, you're out. Right. Uh, and yep. that's what happened to Seton Hall. So I think but Arizona, I think, is the strongest team left in this tournament outside of Gonzaga. Um, as you said, not a vintage, not a vintage Kansas team, North Carolina almost blew it. Um, and I, I mean, Duke's kind of inconsistent. Sometimes St. Peter's is unproven. Um, and Auburn has had some struggles. They're kind of getting back into it, but I think Arizona's Arizona's my favorite for the national championship right now. So I think that they, they should beat TCU pretty handily here uh that that there's a reason that game is coming on at 7 40 mountain time as the late game <laughs> because they're assuming that you're not going to stay up until nine o'clock watching the end of that on a sunday night so yeah but again don't take any of my picks for granted because uh, what we've seen <laughs> on this podcast is that when we pick it's always the opposite so i'll probably get like all of these wrong <laughs> but we'll check back in next week <laughs> you got it hey uh thanks for thanks for everybody for listening to these podcasts i apologize again for my voice that is uh, somewhere it's, it's somewhere in the house i just haven't found it yet but, uh, <laughs> yeah, bear with me Hope... check the uh, drawers in the kitchen or yeah, something yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> go big i'm i'm looking at your at your t-shirt and it says oh go yeah big red it's all red with white uh letters so yeah that's, courtesy that's of husker cool. hounds there you go uh greatest greatest store on the planet but yeah um Again, if you guys have questions that you want to send in to us, questions that you want for interviews coming up, if we let you know, uh, it, send them in for Tommy. We're trying to get him on. As I said, uh, send questions in for Tommy. Send questions in for us. Just, I mean, it could be random questions if you want. We'd, we'd love some sports-related questions, Nebraska sports-related. Really, I mean, you could do any, like, hot takes, college football questions. Uh, we, we love everything. You can send those to WRSW, all lowercase podcast, all lowercase as well. No period in between those two, just WRSW podcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to answer some of those questions in the coming weeks, as well as, um, make sure to leave a five-star review if you haven't already. 
uh, that helps us. Uh, but again, this podcast really isn't ours. It's your guys's. If we don't, if you guys don't listen, uh, we don't have a, we, it's just me and grandpa talking on zoom <laughs> to a, a camera. <laughs> so there's no point, <laughs> but yeah. So thank you guys again for listening. And uh, we will be back next week with some more March madness talk. And I think we want to talk about some spring practice stuff, the spring games coming up. So maybe we talk about that a little bit more. But uh, yeah, we'll leave that for next week. This this has gone on a little bit uh, longer than we initially planned. But we hope you guys had fun listening. And uh, thank you. Thank you again for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. And as my shirt says, go Big Red. <laughs>